All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Paper Bag Philosophy Podcast, the podcast with the sexiest audience. Now, we're going to have a special show today. I know we've been talking about politics and world events a lot here recently, but we're going to take a break from that, and we're going to talk about what do women want. And to have this conversation, I have two lovely women with me right here, right now. Um, Jenny, if you'd like to introduce yourself first. Hello, everyone. I'm Jenny Hutchins. Um, I am a local business owner here in Owensboro, uh, Come Hither Intimate Apparel Boutique. And Kelly? I am Kelly Lynn Annan, and I am the owner of Kelly's Cleaning and Organizing Concepts. And uh, this is actually the second time that Kelly has been on the on the podcast. Uh, the first time, I believe it was episode one. You can check that out. We talked about some conspiracy stuff, had a really good conversation. Uh, but today we're going to turn it down a little bit and get into something that I think that everybody can relate to, relate with. And that is, uh, what do women want? And we, we kind of <laughs> had a pre-conversation beforehand and I, you guys had some ideas flowing. So I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah, there's a, um, when you say what we want, what in what aspect? I think specifically what I'd like to know about right now is romantically. What are you looking for in a relationship? What are you looking for? What attracts you to another person? Um, what what are the struggles of a relationship? Uh, it, it's pretty open-ended. We've however, only got an hour, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> however you want to take it. Oh, gosh. Well, um, I guess right now, one of the, you're going to laugh, but one of the things that's really, really important to me, I want to be with someone who is not been programmed by the media as someone who doesn't want to sit and watch TV, who doesn't get upset with people, who doesn't give that more attention they have time to give to a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like walk in the door, boom, turn on the TV, boom. And like, that's kind of it. That's not, you know, I, I think that's some, um, I think that's some, um, I don't even think that's being in the same room together at that point. I want someone who's away from that, who likes to be outdoors and do things like that as like, as a collective team, like let's go have fun kind of thing. Yeah. Or, so somebody who's not mm -hmm. plugged into the, uh, the, the machine, man. Yeah. Or at least have some decorum of when it's time to cut it off, like allowance. Even if you mm -hmm. want to be informed to have a broad spectrum of where your attention needs to go. And a Absolutely. relationship takes pretty good part of that. It takes a lot of your time. Can. Yeah. I, uh, I, I can definitely understand that because... Uh, it's a it's a big turn off myself um, when I hear people repeating the messages that the media I, I have people that come to me and they make an argument and they make an argument and they say you know something that I think about that I don't see anybody talking about and then they proceed to word for word tell me a meme I saw two days ago on Facebook so I want people who are drawing away from this you know I read this article and it was talking about well this happened or this that this is not actually what the media said or what the government said because they've been lying to us for a very very long time and that lying is all about control mm -hmm. and uh if you can't find somebody who's who's outside of that programming then it, it's going to be frustrating and, and i think a little fruitless yeah you, you can't rationale you just can't rationalize rationalize with some people about um because everything is so twisted. We talked about this last time, how like every news channel is putting out the same story, but they're all just a little bit different. How it's like a big game of gossip. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So someone that falls into that, like, and say they get into arguments with their family members and stuff like that and start shutting people out. I don't want to be with that kind of human. I think that's, um, I just think it's, um, I don't know, the, the, the energy right now with TV and, and the media and the pandemic and everything, I just think it's ugly. 
I can't have that ugly near me. I can't. I, I agree with that. I can and it's that. it's changed a lot of people. Like I have, whether it was a past relationship that now is a friendship, uh, to where I used to be able to have, like I said, conversations with them, mm-hmm. um, whether it was about you know intimacy or what have you, and it's like they're just so bogged down that they can't disconnect. So yeah, the whole thing that we're talking it's about—it's an addiction moment, almost. It's, it's yeah, get yeah. that disconnect and be real like present in today and that's in relationships and attraction especially for well let's say women i think it's it's for on both sides it's being able to find just that happy medium again mm-hmm. and we've lost that i think yeah uh, so here's, here's a real quick question since we're kind of in this area anyway uh do you think that um COVID-19 and the lockdowns and everything has had an impact on dating opportunities. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When they were in quarantine, you really think these people were staying in their homes. And people were, um, wow, I have heard some rough stories about I the quarantine too. and Facebook Messenger. Oh, my gosh. And there's another one I won't even mention. It sound, kind of sounds like Instagram, but it rhymes with InstaDuck. And, um, wow, people are just filthy during a quarantine from what I gather. <laughs> Social media is a devil. <laughs> I'm like, what? So people start telling me and I'm like, stop. I don't want to hear anymore. This is just... <laughs> yeah. And what's, ah! what's so sad about it too is, you know, I myself have even, you know, entertained the thought of, you know, get to where I'm talking to someone and, um, you know, we're talking about what you're looking for and someone and one of my top on there is just being honest with your intent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that can be in so many different realms, but with the, you referred to the pandemic and COVID and regardless of what your beliefs are in the whole, whole situation, but with dating, with it being tricky, absolutely. Where they want to chat, 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 but then it's like, Oh, but we can't meet, There's, you know. No, so it's like, well, open. we where? can't go see dinner in a movie when you yeah. can't go to a restaurant. Or, I mean, I know that that's a little hyperbolic. You can go to restaurants to a certain extent, but now, yeah. now you can. You know, it would be a great idea, I think, for COVID is like, okay, you get a blanket, you go out to some random park in the middle of nowhere, make sure it's a big blanket, and you both sit across from each other. And, like, get headlamps and maybe a few candles, the Skeeter beer ones, because you're going to get eaten up outside in the night. But you can sit and sketch each other from across. Ooh. I think that would be cool. Yeah. And then you could each bring, um, you could maybe pick a country, like, let's say Spain. And each of you make two items and decide, okay, you're going to make the entree, I'll make dessert, and I'll make the appetizers. And, I don't know, like, have a meal from around the world and get to know someone without yeah. any technology whatsoever other than the headlamps but that's battery operated so i'm not considering that technology but i mean i think that would be a great first date so without the smartphone specifically yeah it's, yeah and thinking, you have headlamps so you can see your, your canvas in front of you you can look up and see this person I think thinking outside of the box yeah and that's the key to so many things outside yeah. of the box yeah and in a pandemic you got to get crafty you can't can't be we can go on a date but you better not get close to me <laughs> you know but then, you, yeah, yeah, you got to throw in there, though, that people that have, uh, then that gets into another realm of people that will take initiative or appreciate if they don't have that, that artistic or that mindset of being creative mm-hmm. like you just were. Because yeah. I would have never thought of that, to be honest. But you could bring yeah. clay and you guys could, like, both sculpt yeah. stuff and bring, okay, you play a song on YouTube, then let them play a song on YouTube. Because I'm a firm believer as a musician that. You get to know people by the music they listen to. Absolutely. Oh, oh like, yeah. Really, I mean, people are lyrics that just shape people. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they're listening like 
I don't know, like overgrown nursery rhymes. I can't do it. I'm not, and picking, you're not, any, I'm not picking ticks off anybody on a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> <That> ain't happening. <laughs> and if you and you find somebody though that's willing to go along with something like that, like I mm-hmm. said, you're not always going to find somebody that's going to be that creative to think of it. So I will interject that the one that maybe creates the scenario, and if that other person is interested in going on a date you know, an unusual date under these times that they would be appreciative of the effort that that person put in. And not everyone appreciates effort. Nope. Nope. So dating tips during the pandemic with Kelly and Jenny. (laughs) Sounds like a great podcast. I'm just saying maybe you guys should work on that. Uh, We'll create our own dating service. Follow us for weird stuff. (laughs) Let's, uh, let's move into, um, what, what attracts you to another person? What, what, uh, and that can be like whether that's a sexual sense, something like a one night stand, or more of a romantic sense where you're something long term. What, what attracts you initially? To okay, a person? I'll give you an example. I had a first date okay. this past weekend, never met him, never met him in person, of course, you know, being the times that we're in, and talked for, chatted for a little over a month. So, what reeled me in and set him apart uh, from anybody else, for me, per se, is the humor. For me, that's very, very important. Someone has to have an outstanding humor, quick wit to keep me interested. And like I said, just unseen, unknown, you know, that that's what reels me in at first is probably humor. Because okay. life is rough. Everybody has bad days and the world's crazy let's just say that you know i'm mean, to put that out there it's it's ugly and it's really crazy right now times you know that we've not seen and if you don't have a sense of humor to some degree well we just sit around and cry all the time probably mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people have lost their sense of humor and that is something that i'd like to see come back mm-hmm. in people they're desensitizing us. I mean, that's just another part of that whole programming. But you just said something that made me think of something my mother said one time. And you are living proof that that's important. Um, my mom said to me one time, she said, don't don't go for someone for their looks. She said, trust me, they're going to change over time. She's like, your daddy was so handsome. And I'm like, ah, sitting over in the corner. Like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> no. Um, but like she said, and um, don't go for money. She said, you're going to have fluctuations of that in your marriage. She said um, so many things. She said, but the one thing you come back to, find someone who can make you laugh. Yes. She said, because that will outlast everything. She said, if you get stuck mm-hmm. in a house, she said, with someone that you're not laughing with, she said, trust me, you've cursed yourself. Absolutely. That's, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you know, like I said, that's that's something that's always innately been in me. But I'm a, you know, I'm a fun gal so I mean I don't know if that's that's why I go for that but like yeah I mean I can meet somebody and I met this individual and um we got no help long story short uh, I think mutually the spark just wasn't there in person but that's fine and you know maybe I have a a great guy friend now is the way I'm looking at it anyway Mm -hmm. um but the humor and the wit that's what drew me in and that's initially, I think, what draws me in a lot of the times with anybody that I consider um, as an attraction, whether it be a potential um, going, you know, let's see where the flow, you know, takes us. Or if it is for somebody that I'm just the intent and it's straight up front, hey, look, this is nothing but physical and just see how we feel. But humor to me is up there at the top. You actually said something that I kind of want to uh 
see what how you feel about it. Um, where's the line between the friend zone and a potential romantic partner? Uh, how valuable <laughs> is friendship with males that's platonic? And um, if a person gets inside of the friend zone, can they leave the friend zone into a relationship status? Yeah, and it's really crazy that you said that because I was just talking to somebody earlier about this. And uh, I think for a woman, uh, for a male to get out of the per se friend zone, first of all, a male gets put in the friend zone, I think... It's not ever out of the gate. It's it's whenever you meet and you have those interactions and you value that person to the point to where you definitely want to see them again, but you don't feel that chemistry say right off or what have you. And um, I've had that happen to me numerous times to where I just have a lot of guy friends, but I think sometimes it's it's up to both, but the female being the female, it's where I sometimes have to take the initiative to initiate some sort of physical contact to see if maybe there's a vibe or chemistry there that I didn't really know was there until I pushed past that zone to where I put them as, oh, they're just a friend. It's just like talking to one of the girls. But it's like, no, we have different parts. <laughs> You're not one of the girls. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to acknowledge that. And, you know, sometimes it, it can bite you in the butt and, you know, it can have hurt feelings and you you have to risk it's really russian roulette you know you don't know what you're getting with a human if you decide not to like them people are crazy they will do wild stuff yeah because you're like what yeah because it's like but you know so i think with the whole thing of that and you're talking about getting out of the friend zone it can be tricky but i think the most important thing is communication when it comes to any of this, whether it's getting out of the friend zone, as you put it, or just meeting somebody and being, you know, like where we are with things, it's just really important to be clear about what each one of you want and what your expectations are. And it's okay if it changes over time. It's just communicating that and letting that person know, because if you don't communicate, we're not mind readers, male, female, we're not. And if you don't communicate that, so communication, I think, is the key to say, hey, look, I'd like to see, you know, if that, you know, the guy, say, for say, wants to get out of the friend zone, you know, say, I really, really don't see you purely in this friendly light. You know, I'm really interested in something more. They have to communicate that because we don't always know. So. I don't know. If that I think a lot of question. people don't do that because I think a lot of people fear rejection. I think that is the most painful mm-hmm. thing to people is rejection. You know, and, and, and now people have the ability on Facebook just to block you out. And that's like, it's the equivalent of hanging up on people in the 70s and 80s. Like, yeah, whatever. Click. Yeah. <laughs> Only this is yeah. much more permanent, you know, and you're like, oh, my, okay, whatever. We're in high school. But that happens. And like, you know, you're talking about, um, is it possible to have friends that you value them more than you would a sexual relationship? Because sometimes that takes you down a rabbit hole that doesn't end well when emotions start getting involved. I have a friend who I've had probably for more than 20 years. And like the first time we met, I was seeing someone, he was seeing someone and we ended up being put behind the same bar to work together. And we were a team for three years. And I don't care when we walked in the room, it was so charged with sexual energy. We were both just like, (laughs) we would see each other, you know, but we couldn't do that. But we made more money with the chemistry that we had than anything in the world. And then one time he broke up with his girlfriend and my guy, took off for like a week and we got so close we got so close 
And all of a sudden I was like, stop! And he was like, we, we're not supposed to do this. It's going to ruin everything. We're not going to make that much money anymore, are we? I was like, well, we can't do this. And to this day, he's my go-to guy. If I need anything in the world, I call him. Boom, he's right there. And then I have another, um, my old roommate. We actually started off by going out. It didn't last long. And then we ended up working together at this place in Colorado. And then we were roommates for almost four years. Best roommate to this day that I've ever had. Very compatible. I don't think in four years we ever had an argument. And we had like a little weird thing at the beginning because we had ghosts in our apartment. I thought he was leaving the windows open. I was like, ah! he's like, you're crazy. <laughs> he's probably right. But no, I really thought so. But other things started happening in that apartment where we realized it was haunted. So, um, but we're still friends. And he'll see him on almost every single one of my posts commenting. He's hysterical. So, so, yeah. so I think it's possible. But it's very important because, like I said, once that sex hits and the animal part of it, your brain starts tripping up a touch. And it starts dominating things, especially the more um, the more out of your realm that it is that, and the exciting that it is. It'll twist you in dimensions. Where like, and, and I'll be honest with you, like the first thing you know you think of when you break up is like, I didn't want anyone else to have my kisses. <laughs> I'm a big, big baby about it even. But, you know, it's just one of those things you got to get over. So, I yeah, there, I think it can happen with both ways, both ways. I mean, cause like you said, there are some guys that I value their friendship so much. It's, I, I don't know how I'd get through some things without them, you know? Yeah. And like I said, and once you, it's, it's, it's hard to come back from that and, and not just on the women's, I mean, on both. And like you said, the point you made well ago about emotions, a lot of people think, oh, well, women are just emotionally driven. We're emotionally driven and not saying it's not true that we don't intuitively pick up on emotions and all that i mean we do but a lot of people don't understand that you know men get hurt too and men don't like being ghosted either i mean mm -hmm. it, it goes it goes both ways so again i just i keep going back to when it comes to that gray area of where the relationship's going to be whether you know what you're looking for knowing that you're in a healthy place to even be looking for anything um, and being honest and real with yourself and then definitely with the person that you, you know, you're intending to kind of go down this road with, um, and just communicating and being real and just knowing that, you know, we're, we're all, we're not perfect and we all have our demons and it's just, you know, owning them and just being open about it, but it's hard. You gotta, you gotta let that guard down. Mm -hmm. And in our the world that we live in today, you just so many people feel so judged, and it's so easily to um, feel like you said the the whole thing. You know, if you you know you divulge just about yourself or be vulnerable, and then they shut down and they they block you or mm -hmm. or use it something. against you as a weapon. Yes. Some people beat you to death with it. Like it's a whip. Every time but, they get the chance, they'll dig in. But that's where it'll cause True. people to put those bricks up and put mm -hmm. that wall up. And then the next person you encounter, it's basically, you know, they've got the job to uh, whittle away at that wall. And it's just, it's keeping yourself in check, I mm -hmm. think. So both of you talked about uh, sexual energy between um, um, potential partner. Mm -hmm. uh, where do you think that sexual energy comes from? And do you think that there Oh, it's are... chemical. Just like they said, you can't put a, <laughs> you can't mm -hmm. put a finger on it. Uh, you know, it's such a tricky thing that doctors can't figure it out. The greatest of minds can't figure it out. Um, you've heard that, uh, love is a many splinted thing. Mm -hmm. I also read something that said love is a many splintered thing <laughs> once. 
And um, what you're basically doing is throwing two people up in a mix, especially when it happens quick, like you just blow up because of that energy. You, you get into that euphoric zone and you don't know each other. You don't know each other's idiosyncrasies. You don't know what their morning breath smells like. You don't know their habits, anything about them. And it, it, um, we, I think my mom says people move too quick. We move too mm-hmm. quick these days. Um, and then like another conversation that we had was about arranged marriages. Like these people have never met each other in their life, but they're not allowed to get divorced and they have to grow with each other and learn about each other. She said, you know, you don't have to go that to that extreme, but it's, um, she said, you guys are just moving too quick. So there's a book that I will recommend to people by a woman named Eve Hogan, and it's called Intellectual Foreplay. And she wrote it because it was created to, in this age of online dating, there's like, I forget how many questions and topics in this book that you should cover with another human being to make sure you tell, if you're even on the same page, you guys might be chapters apart. You might be volumes apart and be like, oh my God, this guy was just cute. Guy, he's a psycho or vice versa. He thinks you're a psycho because of your beliefs. And uh, it just takes a while to get to know someone. And like we said, say wrote that? Um, Eve Hogan. Eve Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eve Hogan. It's, it's pretty but, interesting. Yeah, I think the chemistry, it's its either, the, you can't force, it's definitely not something that you can force. I mean. It's either that I've or tried. it isn't. I've tried. Oh, absolutely. To the point to where it gives me willies. Just, you know, up and, and down my At the end spine. of a relationship when you're still trying to hold it together and that, and you're trying to force everything, but you realize you're just scooting farther. Yeah. And farther and farther away from each other in the bed mm-hmm. to both of you are hanging onto the side mm-hmm. trying not to fall off. Like, what am I doing here? That kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that there's there's a lot of people in my lifetime. I mean, I'm 47 years old that, you know, I've I've definitely had chemistry with. Absolutely. And I've given into it sometimes. And sometimes I haven't because of various reasons. I don't want to ruin a friendship because I know, like you said, the chemistry's there. But I know that there's so many different things about our personalities that would end up, mesh, you know, just... We would, well, at least you we, have the, the ability I'd, to I'd be wearing orange. That. I mean, I would be in orange for a long time. So, <laughs> so you just... cake with a file in it because that's what good friends do. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like I said again, it's just, you know, the chemistry, it's either there or if it isn't. And I, and I do believe it is. It is um, and you know it right when it's there. I mean, it's stupid. Like, okay, so with this last guy, um, the first time we physically met, I almost fell over backwards trying to get away from him. I was like, oh, danger, 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 danger. I could feel it all over me. I was just like, you know, because I was like fresh, fresh, fresh out of a relationship and was not not expecting it at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just like, I I fell backwards. Embarrassing. (laughs) I look like a fool. I didn't have heels on. I got stuck in the mud or anything. I just couldn't catch my foot. It was moving too quick. I'm just really curious how men feel it. I mean, Mm -hmm. is it different? I mean... I know me, it's, it's just, it's intense. Like I barely will blink my, my eyes. Face will turn I have to, you know, I, I can't take my eyes off of them if we're talking. And I mean, I don't know if I'll men, maybe it's shit. visual. I'll start laughing. Like, like I get embarrassed and I say dumb stuff. I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. Where are you going? I'm leaving. <laughs> just, it's, that's that wall. So it's like a protective yeah. gate. Yeah. I would think so. with the men, maybe when they feel that chemistry and this is me guessing now. That either it's it's a visual thing for them to start having playing out scenarios in their mind, maybe. Mm, he's well, they snickering. say better highly he's visual. Snickering. Oh, absolutely. And so, audio. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, where do you think 
the lingerie is so popular. Yeah. But, you know, they're very visual, so I don't know if the chemistry is that. Or maybe that's where the whole thing is with the chase, where, the, you know, men are born hunters and, you know, they'll pursue, they'll pursue, pursue. Maybe it's the chemicals How in there. gathers? The, uh, the mm -hmm. chase aspect is something that I, I know that that's definitely a part of when I'm feeling sexual energy is that like let's have let's have a conversation let's get close to each other let's move in certain ways let's see where this goes and like see if the buttons are there you know it's it's about, so it, the chase yeah. so you'll confirm that that is maybe part of it yeah mm -hmm. okay for me at least mm -hmm. I don't know how I compare to other men as far as the chase or the the imagining I know that that definitely happens but that usually happens afterwards I'm just like pretending a lot in my head <laughs> Fantas <laughs> fantasizing and women do that as well you know I mean a lot of it's it's twofold it's 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 not just men I mean they are very visual definitely more visual than we are we're more sensual in the touch when it comes to intimacy I I mean I believe so it's um yeah for me, I like watching them melt. So when you say like the touch and everything, that's a, yeah, I, I like the, uh, like brushing a certain way and just watching them react to it. That's part of it. Um, I like the idea behind the title of this book, Intellectual Foreplay. That's, mm -hmm. for me personally. Like how sexy is your mind? For me personally, I, in a relationship, sex is not the act of intercourse. Sex is something that you do throughout throughout the day when you wake up in the morning how you talk to each other how you flirt with each other how you communicate how you touch each other it's just being there and like building that energy all day until you get to that point where you actually have the release um i think that that's what sex is sex is more encompassing than just the act of sex but that's more in a relationship it's that connective sex. energy and you mm -hmm. know if it's there like mm -hmm. we were saying it's it's immediate it flows it's easy it's like Let's say it's a, you, the relationship's an outfit. Mm -hmm. All of that is like the perfect shoes, the perfect purse, the earrings, the jewelry. If you're wearing a hat, it's the perfect feather in that hat. The person that compliments you, you know, you get. It's just one of those things. But then it goes back to you know how to describe it. But like um, love is a madness that you can't measure by degrees, and it's complicated and complex. Not not always like in a bad way. I mean, it's complex figuring somebody out, this and that, da, 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 what they like to eat, how many lumps of this in their coffee, da, da, oh, I don't like onions, I like this. And you need to remember all that because that shows you care. That's effort being made. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, all the little things that you do throughout the day um, for that, for the other person. And, and it's just, it's a, it's a lot. Like you said, it takes time in a relationship. It takes a lot of the effort. What did you say in the very energy. beginning? It's, yeah. it's the energy that you put into it. And like we were talking about the distractions in the world right now to where, uh, whether it be a relationship or just an agreement, you know, uh, being that front and honest that, Hey, you know, I've got a busy life, but I don't like being alone all the time. And, you know, can we, have a just an intimate solely intimate relationship and if you're both on the same page with that great but even that that takes time that takes energy it takes effort and sometimes and that changes and evolves too like yeah in absolutely. either direction like good or bad and it just it's just people are tricky yeah and i'm saying like you're talking about you know 
you were talking earlier, Aaron, about, you know, the, the, the day and throughout and in the morning when you get up and how men are with the visual thing. I have ladies in my boutique all the time and I'll have, <laughs> it's, you know, we always say, and it's the truth. What happens at the boutique stays at the boutique. We're kind of like Vegas in that in that manner. Mm-hmm. But I'm not disclosing anything um, personal. But, you know, I have women come in there that have been married, you know, 10, maybe even, you know, not even that long sometimes, but 10, 20 years. And it's Valentine's Day or it's their guys or their girlfriend's birthday or it's, you know, it's Valentine's Day or an anniversary. And they're like... They come in so deflated and they're just like, it's it's like grudgingly. And I'm like, you know, are you looking for something specific? And they're like, just something that's not really uncomfortable because I'm only going to have it on for five minutes anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, um, okay, but actually, no, that's totally up to you. Um, you have it on as long as you want to have it on. So some people are intrigued. Some are not. But the ones that are intrigued, it's really interesting how their demeanor is different from the time they come in trying to do an lingerie experience and when they leave. Because, like, I'll tell them little things. Like, I'll say, okay, no, like this right here, this is something you can wear under your clothes. And, you know, throughout the day or throughout the evening when y'all get off work or whatever, you know, you can... Well, he's got the, you know, the game on or the news on or whatever it is, that electronic, again, that's yeah. taken, taken his attention. You know, you go by and, oh, well, look, you know, your top isn't on. You got a sexy lace cami on. And he sees that. He's like, hey, hey, what you, what, what are you wearing? And you just tell him, no, mind your business. Get back mm-hmm. to your TV. I'm doing laundry right now. So you do laundry. Just keep going on. And then almost like, you know, throughout the night, just little by little, little by little, and, you know, decide. Drop your laundry, Blondie. Yeah. (laughs) Just little pieces. And, you know, you can make it fun and drag it out and just, you know, have them envision and, you know, just know that that's what it's leading up to. And it can be fun. It can be sensual. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's up to you, you know, and, and, you know, ladies will leave there and, you know, thinking, you know, I have a little bit more control over this than what I realized because their past experience would be somebody that would just be like, ah, ah, just get it. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, let's, let's make it last a little bit longer. And I will add to most women that that is one thing. Not all the times. I'm not saying that, you know, there's a lot of people, myself included, it's, that are all about a quickie. Chase back. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, uh, talked about a large variety of things. Uh, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was, um, what makes a relationship worth the energy and effort that you're talking about? And at what point does it become, you know what, it's not worth it anymore? Wow. I would say, um, let's see, what would make it worth it for me? I would say someone who contributes as much energy as I do into the act of when we were talking about how much time it takes and effort um, to be on a relationship page. Someone you have goals with, someone you're trying to achieve goals with, someone that, um, like, I think a true partnership, especially like when you have kids, one of you is bound to get tired at one moment or another and fall a touch. I think someone who could come in and step into your role like knowingly, okay, I'm making dinner tonight. We're we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. Boom! I'm gonna get you guys out. Someone will let you rest too when you need to rest, and you do the exact same for them. Mm-hmm. When they fall, you catch them. Um, that's what I think. Um, I think someone who's willing to give 110 percent back. Someone who's spontaneous. Like I mean, those are just um, I don't know. 
those are things that would make it for me like worthwhile. I mean, there's more too, I'm sure. Like you said, someone that can make you laugh, but someone I can communicate with and talk to a lot. Someone I can sit over dinner and not just stare at each other. Um, someone um, wants to go on walks. I don't know, go to the park and have fun, go play, go to the batting cages, go play catch, something fun that keeps you youthful. Someone who likes to dance. Just someone who wants to do art. Um, and someone, like I said, who's um, looking towards the future, not stuck right there in that moment. But like on the flip side of that, when you find that it's the time to let go with someone that you, um, maybe they are in a combative stance with you. Like everything turns into an argument. You lose, you have no more quality time left. Um, you're getting more curses than blessings. Um, your head's hitting the pillow at night. You're not kissing each other. Good night. That's, it's time to go. And it, and try to let it get to that because it's hard to say goodbye to people and it's hard to let go. I think sometimes when, I don't want to call them a habit, but at some point, even when there's discomfort at the end, there was comfort before you wouldn't have been there, you know? Mm -hmm. So those are my two things. Someone 110% over here, over here, just someone just who's not just showing effort. And um, when you feel like um, you're being taken advantage of or taken for granted, um, and just simple boils down to simple communication. You text someone, they won't even text you back, that kind of shit. Um, that is when some you feel like someone has either left lost all respect for you. Um, it's just or any respect, doesn't respect, it's time to go. Yeah, and you were talking about the percentage and, and I've always said this and I feel this deep to my core. And I know some of it is you it has to be learned and you have to want to learn it. But everybody, every one of us as a human being, we rarely are at 100% every day. So if you're with somebody, whether it's just, you know, a friend uh, with benefits, but you spend time together, or it is an actual, like you said, partnership that you're on, on the same page that you're together, your partners, it's knowing when you have to carry, say, 80% that day because your partner only has 20 in them. And picking up the slack and recognizing that you need to do that and you're doing it from a place of love and nurturing and because you just you want to be there and vice versa that other person recognizing the days that you're not at your you know at your top where things are draining you and to communicate it again because we don't always know these things from each other to express you know I've had a great I've had a bad day and you know, you, you seem to have, you've had a great day, you know, and the other person just to pick up the slack, like you said, and be appreciative mm -hmm. of that. Um, and then just knowing one thing too, is in, we talking about the, the ending of a relationship is number one is let's back way up. Know whenever you're ready to even be in one, mm -hmm. there's so many people that do not recognize that they're getting into something for the wrong reasons. They're feeling a void that they have in themselves that only they can feel. And they're looking for that other person to fill the void. And it's recognizing that and figuring it out on your own and just being honest and owning it. And, um, knowing and it, of course it's a given any any relationship that is unhealthy or dangerous that's a quick get out but if it does come to an end for other reasons you know like you were saying kelly mm -hmm. too it's it's just all about owning it and, and communication you know um 
it hurts and, and it sucks being the one to say, hey, look, this isn't working out for whatever reason, but just owning it and being real and sincere and communicating and saying that this isn't, you know, um, you don't have to lie. You don't even have to even give grand reasons as to why this thing is not working out, whether it's a hookup, whether it's a relationship. It's just saying it's not working and this is why. And sometimes a lot of people don't understand if you would just do that, you would be amazed at some relationships that could be salvaged. Absolutely. Just by recognizing, look, this is what I'm wanting. You're not giving this, but doing it in a respectful and an opening way or saying, hey, look, I didn't realize this, but I was bringing this into our relationship from something else that has nothing to do with you, but I've been putting it on you. So I need to work this out. I need to figure it out. But at the end of the day, just being respectful and, and you know, caring about other people. I mean, who the hell likes being as quote unquote ghosted? Like you said, no, no return, no explanation whatsoever, because even the healthiest of all people, when they're treated that way and they're just left just to sit and wonder why, you know, why, why, why did you, you know, why are you with, with her or, you know, him, why are you with, why are you with him? Why, why was I not good enough? And not understanding if that communication was there and you knew why, that it had nothing to do with you. It just wasn't a fit. It just was not a match because it does detrimental damage to the person that's left behind when you do end things. If you don't explain, if you're not clear with uh, your reasoning in a respectful way as to why you have to end it or feel you need to end it, leaving those big question marks, I mean, it can last a lifetime for some people. Mm -hmm. Some people, it does It's abandonment. In, in, some, in some, it's just like an abandonment. Yeah, it yeah. can be. And, and you take that to, you know, and you can sit there and beat yourself up and, you know, and try to twist and and turn yourself and, you know, try to make yourself shove yourself into a box, um, you know, with the next person and, and want to, you know, like everything that they like, even though you really don't like it because you feel like, well, that's what happened last time. But if you knew what happened last time with that ended relationship, then you, you can start fresh with someone else, you know, mm -hmm. and not know with knowing and having that knowledge. Hey, we just weren't a good fit. It wasn't anything that I didn't do or for him, you know, it's not because he has this or he has that. She couldn't work, you know, she couldn't work. We couldn't do this because of this. And you know what I think that boils down to on so many levels is vulnerability. Oh, yes. I think when people start telling you this and that and their fears, especially they become very vulnerable. And for some people, just the, the, the fact of the words, I love you petrifies them mm -hmm. because once again oh my god i've been here before this is given too much of myself this is going to happen and this could happen remember last time i think people do a lot of a uh, futurization a lot of projection from old relationships into the new relationship um they just inject it into the new relationship because it's already a deep-seated fear that they have and i think it creates more problems than it will ever solve absolutely and that boils down again then to communication. So you got communication and vulnerability in the same aspect. That just happens when two souls start crossing. It takes really strong people mentally, I think. Like you said, you've got to be right within yourself to get into that. But then once again, in a lot of relationships, we just absolutely lose ourselves. 
And that's, again, that chemical stuff that you can't describe. Mm-hmm. They can't give us a pill to fix it. They can't give us a vaccine, to, you know, vaccine for, to fix it. A broken heart is just something you got to get the fuck up over. Yep. You don't get a choice. you got to keep moving on. But a lot of people cannot. And let's talk about another thing with this pandemic, the amount of suicides and stuff that are increasing due to desperation, due to this, due to isolation mm-hmm. from others. People who were already teetering on the brink of anything mental I think that um, I think it's only intensified it, and I think that makes it harder to get into relationships. I agree with you. And you're dealing with a generation that has confused going to get a cup of coffee with having sex somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, that's just I mean, everything. or watching a movie. Yeah. Damn it! Sometimes I just want to watch Netflix. That's right. Stay from under my blanket. But sometimes that's all I really wanted. I wanted to see the damn movie. You know, you should pick Hulu. <laughs> They've just got it associated with Netflix and chill. <laughs> No, I watch some Hulu and do nothing. That's where I leave the Netflix out, and I just say, "Come chill." There is no Netflix involved. <laughs> Bring your own blanket. So, um, <laughs> one of the things that you brought attention to was um, the idea that some people aren't ready for a relationship. Uh, what are, in your opinion, are some of the warning signs mm. that somebody's not ready mm. for a relationship? Oh gosh, there's so many. That now this is this is taken for granted. This is going to be the, me taking the assumption that you're asking us this that they're not ready, but they're not honest about the fact they're they're the, these are the types of things that people should start looking for in themselves. Red when flags. They start seeing uh, okay. toxic relationships happening over okay. and over and over again. Mm-hmm. In my experience, and um, I will say sometimes, um, I'm learning now red flags that I was seeing. I was actually portraying something that, again, going back to the past, I was seeing with past the relationships, and I was flagging uh, example, um, talking about social media and this, that, and the other. You know, where they're on, they're on their phone, they're on their phone. Every time you, you know, say you're out to dinner, it's your maybe your second or third date, and every time you go to the bathroom and you come back, well, they're on their phone. But as soon as they see you come, they put it back down. Mm-hmm. It's like. You sit there and think, oh, okay, what are you doing? I mean, are you on a, you're on a dating side, you know, whatever, what's going on? Well, this poor guy, maybe, come to find out, dumbass me, was checking on his kid all night long because he was running a fever, but he kept his date with me. <laughs> but I was thinking that he... But that's where it drives your head Yes, to. he was driving, yeah. So it's, it's in that, in essence, honestly, was where I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready. I needed to check myself. Because I was putting assumptions onto someone else because of bad experience, which was validated. This certain person was almost full dating sites. He was chatting because he was going out with somebody after our date was over with that <laughs> night. He was double booking. Double booking. But anyway, now, I think the true red flags... Um, that can be a little tricky because, like I said, that's where you've got to be in a good place yourself. To see those red flags, because you, like I said, I'm a perfect example of how I misstrewed mm-hmm. red flags. But I think one is just not making time, like you said, being mm-hmm. not being available, um, not being uh, uh, reasonable or flexible with each other's schedule. I mean, that to me is a red flag that someone's not really truly interested because if they are. They'll make time. I mean, we all have busy lives for the most part. But if you're really interested in either getting and knowing someone better or really spending time together, you'll make the time. You'll carve it out. You know, mm-hmm. you'll figure it out. 
Um, so somebody that doesn't make time or constantly cancels, makes excuses, kind of makes you feel like you're, you know, last person on that, that list, that's a red flag mm -hmm. that they're not ready. Um, emotionally unready, uh, I'd say would probably be maybe not being able to communicate when you just ask them simple questions, say maybe about their past, because you just, you want to learn. And if it's okay to say respectfully, um, well, I'd rather not talk about that divorce or, you know, that relationship and how it ended because it's it's just, it's, you know, it's kind of a sore spot. I don't want to be disrespectful of that person. That's one thing. But then just, just flat out say, that's the past. I don't want to talk about it. That's none of your business. Yeah. It's none of your business. Well, actually, I would kind of like to know why it failed because... I may already see this coming, and if I know this is like a, a pattern for you, let's just go ahead and scrap this down and maintain that friendship we were discussing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't want to relive that. It's like a lot of people are Groundhog Day. They do the same thing day in, day mm -hmm. out, and they don't change. They hop from person to person to person and exhibit the same behaviors expecting different results, which is the definition of insanity. But um, like I'll say what a red flag for me is, is... Um, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Give me a second. Oh, you know, someone who, like, you could be having a beautiful night with them, a beautiful day, and all of a sudden they start an argument. And you're like, where did that come from? And it's one of the oldest tricks in the book to make someone flee from you so that they are free to go and do whatever they wanted already or already had planned, but they want to suck as much out of you as they can until that moment. Like, maybe make sure they're fed for the night or... Um, that the laundry's done or something of that nature. And then they just up and start a fight with you. And you're like, where did that come from? And it's left wing and they'll keep pushing it and pushing it and they divert and they hop. It's almost like they purposely try to keep you confused. If anyone's doing that to you, bail, jump ship and run. Yeah. If they're keeping you guessing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, then you don't that's, know. A, that's a definite red flag. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's diverting. It's like, it's keeping you in constant confusion, but they already know that you're already kind of in, you're vested, whether it's, um, chemistry wise, or just, you've been together for a little bit and you know, you've gotten into that routine, but yeah, like you said, they'll start to keep you confused and guessing. You shouldn't mm -hmm. ever no, really be guessing. gaslighting. Yes, gaslighting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the version or, tactic. Yeah, that or uh, portraying, you know, that it's everything's your fault. Everything's your fault. It's, it's your dilemma. It's your problem. Projecting. Their projecting, own, yes. Yeah. On you. Another exactly. red flag is trying to tell someone about your day or they'll even ask you a question and you might not even be 30 seconds into it and they're off to the next subject. They don't give a fuck about your day. Yeah. Like they just, they were making conversation. To, to, like we say, to move out elsewhere to something else. And really something out of left field. I've seen that happen a lot of times with people. Like, even, like, my girlfriends are like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, how was, how was your date? Oh, my God. You know, they tell me these horror stories, and all I can think of is, my God, thank God I don't go out on dates. <laughs> like, I'm like the reclusive chick. And um, that's it. I mean, I don't know. I'm either really into someone or I'm not into anybody for the most part. Um, I don't. I, right now, like you said, you got to get in a good space. Right now, I'm not in a good space for a relationship. There's too much going on, not just with the world, but with me. I'm with my family, with my life. I'm indecisive about whether I want to stay in my house. And a move would disrupt things all over the place. And I'm far too busy for a relationship with my business, with the music, with kids, with this, with that. And my art, the more I'm around people, 
the less art I do mm -hmm. because I am one of those caregivers that thinks they can fix everything and everybody and I'll get a bit motherly and doting and spoiling and this and that and I'm putting my energy in the wrong spot. My energy is over there with those paintbrushes and those canvases and all these unfinished products that I have and projects and but the key uh, to it is with you, mm -hmm. you express that mm -hmm. and you communicate that and seeing that's okay. If that's where you or someone else is and they communicate that mm -hmm. and tell it, you know, simply truthfully where it is, then that's, that's the most important thing because you're not confusing anybody. All right. All right. So we're about, about 10 minutes left of conversation. Mm -hmm. I just thought about a really fun question that you might have expertise in. Um, what is something that women want that they don't know that they want? What is something women want, but they do not know that they want? Yes. Hmm. It's an open-ended question. If you don't have an answer, that's fine. I just thought it was an My expertise question. doing, let's see, dealing with the women and the masses in the intimate apparel business. Is mm -hmm. that why you thought that? What do women want that they don't know that they want? Um... Oh, let's see. Let me think. Like, is there a product that you sell that somebody that you sell on a regular basis that somebody didn't come in to get? Okay, I'll they... tell you one thing that I think that they they want that they may not realize or they won't admit that they want is probably. Uh, validation that they're okay just as they are. Okay. Whether that's physically, um, their laughter, you know, what they bring to the relationship, but um, on the physical aspect, um, women will critique themselves thousands times more than, than men will. Mm -hmm. And they have those insecurities. So, um, yeah, they, they want that desperately. But like I said, I don't know if that's necessarily something that they don't know that they want. I think they know they want that admiration and they want that acceptance and they want that affirmation that their partner sees them as sensual and beautiful, even if they don't feel it themselves. I think they want it, whether they want to admit it or not. But I see a lot of women come in and they're like, I don't care. I find the way they are. You know, and but that is where that disconnect happens too. In relationships is if a woman is unhappy with herself physically she will literally cut herself off from her significant other which is detrimental I mean that's horrible for both of them I mean mm -hmm. she's missing out on intimacy well he's definitely missing out on intimacy so it's it's being he healthy and happy with themselves loving the skin that they're in and that's the work that honestly that the woman they have to do they have to do and they have to embrace that and bring that back um, but, you know, to the guys out there, just to tell, you know, for them to know that they can help a little bit, um, you know, by uh, compliments or um, showing appreciation when they, they, they go for that effort maybe and go and get, you know, something out of the realm. Say they've gotten out of the, uh, the practice of being sensual and say that was early in the relationship, but they're going into it and, and now, they're, you know, they're in a button up pajamas every single night and you can't see you know an inch of their skin because they're so self-conscious about their body mm -hmm. and they go out on a limb one day you know and they get something that's a little risque or sexy or whatever and their partner i've had women tell me don't even 
acknowledge that they got it. They'll come home and they'll have it on and get in bed with it. And they'll maybe make a nod and they'll say, oh, is that new? And here's the woman. Yeah, I got it today. Huh. Roll over. Good night. That's it. So it's, you know, the guy's picking it up, you know, and not understanding that they were putting forth that effort. Can you think of something that, that women want that we don't realize that we want? I don't know that I even really... I just want a guy who can shoot pool and, uh, just kidding. <laughs> great, great, with your grill, man. <laughs> no, something no. that we want um, that we don't realize. I don't know. I just want. really think what it boils down to is that you need to be able to know that this person has chosen you over every other mortal on the planet and is willing to go to war with you and is willing to have your back. Um, that whole for better or for worse thing, it's, it's a long ride with people. And I think, um... I can't tell you what women want that they don't want other than, I mean, because everyone has different wants. Mm -hmm. Everyone has, I mean, for one woman it might be, I want financial security. For one woman it might be, that doesn't fucking matter to me. Let's go kayaking, you know, <laughs> every day, every weekend, let's go hiking. I have, um, a, as a matter of fact, my friends in Colorado, um, Crystal and Noah, are like, that, that's my couple goals. Those two, like they are ridiculous in everything they've done. Like they have gone camp. They've been together over a decade. Every weekend, it doesn't matter what the weather is. They're going, they're going camping and they're out rock collecting. And they used to have this, she had this nightmare of a yard when they got together. It was like, ah, the drop off. They have built like over, over a decade, terraced gardening out of all these rocks they have found and on either side. They've built like the pergola with everything. They've built like a tiny home out back. All of their fruits and vegetables, they can them and they make this out and they make that and they've learned how to make freeze dried stuff for their trips and they brag on how many items that they can fit into their, their backpacks. When they go, they go ice climbing, they go snowboarding together, they go kayaking, they go biking, they go hiking and they love huskies and they've been together well over a decade and I don't think I've ever heard them have an argument. I've known them for a long time. I, and I want someone compatible like that. I don't know, that easy connect. I think something that possibly that women want that they don't realize that they want because of whether it be society, the age we're in, or just we've been through it. You know, we've been through two divorces. We're single, you know, I'm a single mother um, of two children and, and I've been doing it for years and years and years. And we've got that mentality of being so independent and so self-reliant. And don't get me wrong, it feels good and it's empowering and, and it's needed sometimes because mm -hmm. we don't have that person there. But maybe that's something sometimes that is a good example that we don't realize that we want or won't admit is we honestly, we want a man to be there and have our back and help us out without us asking. Right, because they know you can do it, but the fact that they're like, "Hey, you can hand with that." Yeah, like, yeah. Like I know you. I know you've got. But it can also be extremely demasculating to a man to have a woman who could just about do everything too. True, yeah. true, true, true. Absolutely. I went with a guy once. I beat his ass in pool, and he never called me again. And we went out for like three months. I was like, I shouldn't have played pool with him. Yeah, because because <laughs> he looked at me. The solution. Said, you was, cheated. I said, no, you were sleeping. The solution was not for you to lose on purpose. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I know that. No, you better step up, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm competitive. Yeah. I'm highly competitive on everything I do, I think. So it's hard for me. And, like, it's hard to relinquish that control of always being in charge. I know. That's what I'm saying. What if they screwed is, it up? What I if they know. got this bill later? That bill later? I ain't doing that. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that it's, we've got that kind of, it's either built into us naturally or we Mm. just had to, you know, we, it's just had to be that way. So whether we realize it or not, and not saying that it has to be all the time, but not realizing that sometimes we just, we want somebody just to help. All right. So final thoughts, just real quick, something that you feel like if there's anything that, uh, that you didn't get a chance to say. We've got about three minutes left. Mm. Oh, I want someone who doesn't hold grudges. You know what I mean? Like someone that can just kind of move on. My mom has this thing about the rules of fives. If it doesn't matter in five seconds, let it go. Five minutes, let it go. Five weeks, let it go. Five months, start thinking about it. Five years, you've got a problem. Yeah. So deal deal with someone who can work on the levels of fives. Like I said, you give some people um, a reason to be upset with you, and they'll be upset with you forever. I would say mainly, like I said, I know I've said it over and over and over again, but it's so clear to me. It's just so important to be clear about what you want and your expectations, no matter what type of relationship it is. It's so important. And then realizing also that you're enough, even if you want to take some time and be on your own and never, ever, ever try to fit yourself into somebody else's box because it will never, ever work. It will never work. If you try to be somebody else for somebody else, it'll work short term, but long term, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I would say the greatest thing I've taken from all of my relationships is really cool music. I won't go out there and say like Wayne Mass music. I think I mentioned that already. Like, And I've learned a lot about people with music, but I have brought a lot of good songs with me that I would have never experienced before. Like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, I think we'll end it there. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Paper Bag Philosophy Podcast, the podcast with the sexiest audience. Good night.